I'm Bethany Francis. And I'm Alicia Lubin. We're two broads living abroad, broadcasting from Santiago, Chile. We explore Chilean news, cultural topics, travel business, and more. The Chile Today podcast is the first ever bi-weekly English-speaking Chilean news podcast. To learn more about the news topics you'll hear today, check out chiletoday.cl and enjoy quick updates from around the country on Instagram at chiletodaynews. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Also, if you're feeling generous, rate and review us and share our episodes on your Instagram stories. If you'd like to hear about a certain topic, have a story to share, or would like to ask a question, contact us directly through Instagram at Chile Today Podcast. <laughs> Moving and grooving. I like to dance a little bit to the intro music in my head. In your head. Yeah, because I know it's coming. But I feel like through your dance moves, I can also hear it, so it yeah. inspires me. Yeah, I do exude music when I dance. I'm so, so good at it. You're like a, a Walkman, a cassette player. Oh, man. What even are those anymore? Oh, remember when it would break and you had to rewind the tape back in? Or, like, oh, when you popped man. them in and recorded the songs on the radio? I did that. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's what makes us millennials, is we remember the old stuff, and we got to grow up with the new stuff. For those of you who don't know what the actual definition of Am I millennial-splaining to the audience? You're millennial-splaining. Okay. Remember well. destroying, like, your family's computer with LimeWire? <gasps> yes. Also, I remember, like, the first... I remember the first song I ever downloaded what on LimeWire was Boston by... What, what was the... Augustina? Is that oh, the... How's it go? You don't know me and you don't even care. Yeah. yeah, like, so I was that kid in high school who had, like, the black hair and I had a blue streak in my hair. It was Oof. so emo. Oh, my goodness. I was such a stereotype. Did you have the makeup? Like, the thick makeup? I couldn't do it. I was so bad at makeup. I But I got really into, like, the bright-colored emo stuff. Mm. I wasn't, like, goth. I was, like, where it was, like, neon colors. And so I had... Ne- I would have neon like eyeshadow and stuff. You were like a Zoomies mix with Hot Topic. Girl, Hot Topic was my jam. Yes. Yes. Hot Topic was my jam. I never get got to do like the weird layer thing sure. that a lot of people did with their hair, but uh I did have the blue streak. Well, I would have you? waved at you from across the way in Paxson. <laughs> <laughs> like hi over there. <laughs> hi. Oh, would we not have been friends in school? Oh, we would have been friends because okay. I was friends with like all of the Okay, groups. cool. Like, I, like you friends. weren't like a cool person who would have made fun of me or whatever. I'm in I was fact, a big nerd. still not a cool person. I mean, I know that now. <laughs> um, I was in like the sports but art club zone. Okay, okay. I was I was in everything. I had mm-hmm. my like my hand in everything, but I was a total nerd. I was in marching band, but I also was a theater kid, and I also did debate. I like did every extracurricular like you could possibly. The only thing I didn't do was art because I cannot draw the same. Not even stick figures. Not even. I think I I was pretty good. I did sports, but like I said, in art. But I was also kind of like in our Christian school, like the party oh, kid. And I was like, guys, I got pucker. You remember? Oh my god, pucker! <laughs> the one time we drank oh. in high school was like we were like sixteen, and we just sent it. Oh my goodness, pucker! And then we like, prayed in chapel about it that next Wednesday. Oh my Ooh. gosh, Boone's Farm, pucker. <sighs> What was it? Hypnotic? Did what you ever drink hypnotic? it? It's blue. Hmm. It sounds like I would have had it. <laughs> That's it. You had me at it's blue. blue. I don't. I don't even remember like what because it was definitely one of those cocktails that was like came in a fancy ball that had like a swirly on it, and it was definitely one of those like cocktails that was really really strong, but like tasted good. So you know, it gets you effort up. 
so much. Oh my god, hypnotic. Ah, uh, high school, those were the days. Well, see, I didn't drink in high school. I was really, really, like, nerdy in high school. I, I told you this earlier, I didn't do anything until I was, like, 19. Right. And then I made up for lost time. I had, like, a... So much phase and then it really hit in my like early 20s again i was like no i mean like i was like gotta make up for lost time in university i mean i partied all the time i still kept my grades up until like the very last semester and then i barely made it out because i got way too excited way too fast Oof, yeah. Yeah, I had senioritis, but in university. And so. now it's like, I don't really party. The craziest thing, like, my husband and I were in bed last night, and we're like, do you want to do something crazy and bad? And then we ate Taco Bell in bed. <laughs> oh, my God. Like the extent yeah. of things now. Oh, my God, that is hilarious. No, my partying is usually, like, just hanging out with friends and getting drunk. Like We're getting, we're getting a bit off topic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We <laughs> Leave that oh, in. news, topics of okay, the Chili yeah. Today podcast, not <laughs> Bethany and Alicia reminisce for an hour about things that y'all don't give a shit about. I feel like, hey. Okay. Hey. Uh, news. Oh, do you want to go first with your news? I thought you were going first. I'll go first. Okay. Um, the Justice Ministry will allocate CLP $513 million, which is around U.S. $700,000, to the Legal Medical Service, the SML, a public entity dealing with legal consequences of physical and physiological harm. Most of the funds will pay for a plan to commission expert reports on possible human rights violations committed during the mass protest that started in October 2019. If any of you guys remember that. Um, wait, another, what? wait, what? Something happened in October 2019? Um, another part of the funding is for optimizing processes linked to mental health-related reports by hiring experts and adding more shifts. This would include a team of 130 professionals to assemble psychological evidence related to other human rights violations and sexual abuse. Justice Minister Hernan Lorraine said in a press release Hernan, uh, that for our government, it has always been a priority to clear up and investigate possible human rights violation cases so that the court can punish those responsible. <laughs> the, fun- <laughs> the funds will finance uh, expert assessments in over 900 cases before November, uh, which are already starting to be processed. The Istanbul Protocol refers to guidelines the UN members agreed to in 2000 to investigate and document torture and other crimes against humanity, not the game. Um, lawyers, <laughs> doctors, and psychologi- psychologists, psychologists, <laughs> psychologists can use this tool to recognize and document the long-term effects individuals experience after. So I heard you cackle a little bit in the middle of that, but yeah, I will say I cackles like <laughs> this is <laughs> it was like a nice cackle. Okay. Like a, it's like a it's a cute cackle. Like a like, like, a, a, like a chortle? Like a chortle. You okay. chortled. I, I heard you chortle a bit in the okay. middle, but I will say that this is a step in the right direction, right? As we always say uh, about these kinds of things on this podcast, uh, I would love to see it happen, and I'm until it's, yeah, that's it. I want to see it happen. Let's let's do this. Let's take a step in the right direction and keep stepping forward. Not just be like, we'll just say that we're gonna do this. That's what I want, I want to see. Right. You know what I mean? Okay. So the Lorraine guy that uh, you just talked about actually has ties to this next story. So this is actually this is um, about Colonia Dignidad, which is a cult that was in Chile. We've actually talked about it on the podcast before. We have an episode about cults, guys. We do, and it is intense. So if you like cults like we do. You can f- find out more about the Colonia Dignidad cult in our cults episode. 
But the victims of this cult want to close it because actually it's a tourist site right now. (laughs) Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah, It's, I mean, yeah. Okay. So the victims organization from Talca, Parral, Santiago, Concepcion, Chillán, Valparaiso, Valdivia, and Osorno, along with NGO Codepu and Casmo Moria Jose Domingo Cañas Foundation are demanding the Chilean and German governments shut down the Via Baviera tourist site and turn it into memorial. Yeah, making it a tourist site's in bad taste, y'all. Right, if you thought SeaWorld was, like, messed up. Oh, God. Oh, God. Villa Baviera is the predecessor of Colonia Dignidad, which was a concentration camp and sect, uh, secta, cult, run by German immigrants and religious fundamentalists in southern Chile. Members had to obey Paul Schaefer, a pedophile who was well-connected to the dictatorship. Underground cells at the camp, political prisoners were tortured and killed. Guys, it's intense. Like, it's one of the most intense cults I know of, so it's, it's intense. Find out more about that on our episode. The organization received information last Thursday that in 2019, already some experts had presented proposals to Germany and Chile about how to turn Via Bavaria into a memorial site and commemorate the victims. Radio Cooperativa reported um, last Saturday. A memorandum has existed since 2017 that outlines the possible commemorative presence of the victims at the site, but both governments categorically rejected integrating them. <sighs> Quote, the records and decisions made by the Colonia Dignidad Commission are secret. We don't know the contents of the meeting and protocols followed to make decisions around our dear missing family members, according to a joint statement by the organization. The proposal lines up with our repeated requests at different opportunities about representing the victim's memory in an honorable way here. So details on the proposal were not released. And I have a sneaking suspicion that the reason a lot of this is private is because the, the lot of the dictatorship supported Colonia Dignidad, and that's why Colonia Dignidad helped to torture political prisoners. And I wouldn't be surprised if they're, like you said, this guy that you were talking about, Lorraine, Lorraine. he's connected to Colonia Dignidad, and I imagine a lot more of the people who are in political power right now are connected to it. So a lot of those proposals don't want to be released, but... It's time to know that it's past time for the truth to be told and for these victims to have closure because these victims are still alive. Right. Of, of what had happened to them. And it's horrible and they deserve to, to be recognized. And, yeah. I agree, too, that the perpetrators are still alive. And so there's a lot of effort being put into, you know, not treating this as a memorial because then you'd have to admit that something bad happened and yeah. they're probably prosecuted prosecutions so and there and it took a long long time for this camp to actually close like years and years after the dictatorship mm-hmm. ended so um anyway we're not going to go too much into detail now that's for the cult episode but um it's fascinating it's horrible so trigger warning but it's fascinating the government has outsourced security for the Constitutional Convention that will start deliberating a new Magna Carta on July 4th. In God of Security has won the CLP $488 million, which is around U.S. $665,000, 10-month contract, according to the investigative collector Cypher. Cypher? Cypher. 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 Oh, okay. This amount is similar to the citizen participation item in the budget, which is CLP $500 million. Incad offered 12-hour shifts, prioritizing ex-carabineros and ex-military personnel. Labor watchdog data shows that Incad was sanctioned 197 times over the last five years for violating labor regulations. 
The company did not pay salaries or reduce them arbitrarily, refused work breaks, and withheld Social Security contributions. Most recently, the company had to pay 60 monthly tax units, UTM US US $4,300, on May 29th. Ingar was taken to court 77 times since 2017 for wrongful dismissal and other infractions. Yet, the company has retained its license and may provide services to public entities. Incar designated Luis Gonzalez Perez as head of the Constitutional Convention Security. A former Carabinero sergeant, Gonzalez Perez was part of Augusto Pinochet's security detail from 1988 on. He continued service for the former president, Patricio Alwin, and into Eduardo Free Ruiz Tigles. Thank you, Frey. Term until 1995. Asked by Seifer, how do you say it? Seifer. It sounds nice when you say it. About human rights violations, Gonzalez Perez denied any involvement. The government has also hired um, Tech System and Alphacom as its IT equipment providers, GTD for internet services, and MediaStream to handle the CCTV system. However, the debates cannot be broadcasted on TV unless approved by the Office of the President's Chief of Staff. Bam. Hmm. Okay. I feel like those, uh, the, the 197 sanctions were about 196 too many. Right? <laughs> I, who could say? Who could say? Uh, I can't. So, uh, speaking of money, um, so Chile is currently raising COVID spending. So, um, urging citizens, so people like us, with, because the Delta variant is circulating. We haven't mentioned this in the podcast yet, but uh, if you didn't know, the Delta variant just got here. Thanks, America. Thanks, USA. Um, because a woman came to Chile from the USA to go to her father's funeral, and she did not do her quarantining or take her PCR in the way that she should have. And... The Minister of Health was like, but she's a Christian woman, so she deserved to go to her dad's funeral. And now we have Delta. That's, that's what I said, Pinguina. Because Sorry. Jesus. Uh, okay, so, and I'm going back to the... Anyway, so, um, Minister Paris, the health minister, was basically like, I mean, I know that now there's this really deadly version of COVID, but I, you, we are obligated as a Christian nation to allow her to go to a Christian funeral. And I'm like, uh, n- no. Like, I, if I had known these rules didn't apply, I would have been like, hey, I, Jesus, Mary told me, Mary, mother of Jesus God, told also, hi, me. Mary. Oh, hey, Mary, mother of God. <laughs> Hey, hey, Mary. Um, Mary told me that I can now go and fly to Punta Arenas for a vacation. Mary told me, so obviously you have to let me go now. So if I'd known this loophole, I would have just pulled that out of my butt. Anyway, so so um, last Monday, the Piñera announced two billion dollar boost on health spending to address the pandemic. Um, despite the vaccination campaigns, he said the funds would be used to buy 5 million more doses, strengthening primary care facilities and tracing the virus genome sequencing capabilities, 
Also, the Chilean government's already talking about ordering our booster vaccines. So that's really good. So the quote, the fight against COVID is not over and no one knows what it might be, said Piñera during a health briefing. Alarm is growing in Chile over the more contagious Delta variant of the coronavirus, which was confirmed last week. Um, although it's experiencing a lull in cases after a fierce second wave, health chiefs, health chiefs, did I say that right? Have tightened health checks at borders and urged people to wear thicker masks. Have they urged us to wear thicker masks? I haven't heard that. Oh, Pinguino says yes. I have not heard anything about you... the girth of my mask. Get girthier masks. I have not heard this at all. I yeah. guess I'll, I'll get girth up my mask. I was also really just over my mask for a while there. I mean, it's basically just an extension of my face at this point. It really is. But when I dream, I don't dream about people in masks. I do. I've had dreams of being like, I've had dreams. Keeps in the podcast. I want to. <laughs> I have had dreams about like being like, oh my god, I'm outside. Where's my mask? Ah! And like, or like, I had a dream the day where I couldn't pull my mask up. It was like stuck on my neck. It was. <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. Yeah. I even when I run, because I'm running now. Oh, good for you. How do you do it? <gasps> I don't know how to, and I can't how? How to run. Jesus, <laughs> have you seen you? Not well. I'm doing interval training, and good but I'm basically you. broken. My knees hurt, my back hurt, my feet hurt. Oh, honey, you're just 30. I know. Anyway, so um, I, you know, it's hard to run with a mask on, so every time I see somebody, I try to pull it up, which is just like this like really awkward, like... <laughs> Anyway, so, um, wearing thicker masks, girthier masks, Chile has, we have over 80% of our people vaccinated, and there's been some controversy recently in, um, in Italy because the Italian prime minister basically was like, so Sinovac mustn't be working because Chile's struggling, and the minister Paris was like, it really bothers me that European authorities say this this vaccine doesn't work without any scientific information to back it up. Especially since China was like, uh, Sinovac definitely works against... Well, actually, apparently China was like, Chinese vaccines work against the variant, but didn't say which one. But, okay, anyway. So, um, anyone who lives in Chile knows why everybody's actually getting the getting coronavirus and it doesn't have anything to do with the vaccine. It has to do with the fact that like last week 145,000 cars left Santiago. And 16 people passed away from accidents. I thought that was a lot. I don't know statistically, but um, I'm just, 145,000 or something cars leaving Santiago. And listeners who don't know, there was a restriction on travel. We weren't allowed to leave the city. How like, they got out? Yeah, we're not allowed to leave the city. But they just—I I don't think that the—I think at, I, I, there's no anybody like trying to actually enforce rules. But and also nobody like that. That's the thing. Like there's no mystery as to why this thing is spreading. It's because people just don't give a shit. So. Happy days. Happy days. What are we talking about today? Mm. So we have tips to help you feel less homesick when you're abroad in Chile. Yeah. 
Because sometimes it can feel like you're real far from home mm-hmm. because you're like 5,000 miles away, which is like... Which is because you are far from home. A couple of kilometers. Yeah. You, you, you can feel far from home because you are far from home. Because you are far from home. And some of us haven't been able to go home and Mm-mm. just see our friends or loved ones. Which um, is quarantine. Oh, so if you are feeling homesick, you are not alone. A lot of us feel homesick. And you can try these things that we do to feel a little better. Yeah. You're starting. Oh, I'm starting. Oh, yes, that's right. So, um, my first one is networking, and I know it can seem a little weird when you can't really go up and meet with people, but if you're in phase two and you feel comfortable and you're vaccinated or wherever you're at, and you have a girthy mask, um, then, you know, you can go out to cafes and you can use your little, like, mobility pass guide, go get some coffee, and maybe make a friend or two. And to make a friend or two... Um, there's a couple of resources that you have here in Santiago specifically, and I think that they cover and like extend into other regions, but I think that there's a large con- con- concentration of immigrants here. Concentration? There's a, lot, there's a concentration, yeah. I should concentrate more when talking about this. So one thing that I love using is Discover Chile, and it's a Facebook group, and you can go on there and you can get a lot of answers to questions you have, but you can also make friends and just put up a post and be like, hey, I'm new, or... I've been here a while and I want to make new friends. Does anyone mm-hmm. want to go like drink coffee or like send me a private message? And that way you can meet a lot of people. Um, Instagram and TikTok are also great places. You can find people through different um, hashtags or um, by searching similar things. Like I made a, a friend by like, commenting on her picture of Straight Burger one time. So... <laughs> And it might take a while until you feel comfortable finding a friend group, and like that's okay because there's so many different people here. But it is really nice if you push past your comfort zone a little bit and like reach out and at least talk with people. It'll make you feel a lot more at home to maybe be speaking your home language with someone else that can understand you. Yeah, and the thing is, you know, I be careful because you never know who you're hanging out with if they've been exposed to the virus or anything like that so I can understand being hesitant but sometimes just like talking online with somebody who knows what you're going through and there are other like Chile Discover Chile branch off groups that you can go to like Discover Chile Ladies Corner Discover Chile Moms and Discover Chile all those kinds of things to like support you through the thing like I'm sure being a mom and a foreigner in Chile right now is really hard I can't imagine um so that you know trying to figure out you know what's the best decision to make for you and your kid and what are other gringos doing and you know so I think that's a really good idea just to like know that you're not alone because it is hard to network in person right now because in the after times I yeah networking is much easier getting to physically see people's faces and stuff but yeah you can digitally network too Mm -hmm. um so Mine is when I feel homesick, I like to cook food from my childhood or from that are, that is was popular like when I was growing up or things that my mom cooked, which actually got me into cooking. I used to not cook at all. And then I was, I'm from the south of the US, so southern food. I started like, I didn't know anything about how to cook it. And then just learning the process of like, what people did and how and also like how to make it here makes you feel very connected at least me makes me very feel very connected to my southern roots 
because it's not like when you, I was growing up and you could, we've talked about this a lot, you could just buy certain ingredients like sort of already fixed. You'd have to like go get the certain type of flour and go mix your own certain type of dough and like do this certain thing. And it, for me, makes me feel very connected to not only you know, like the things that my mom used to make me growing up, but also like, wow, this, the reason why people made this food was because in the South people were really poor and during the Dust Bowl, they only had this kind of food. And I think that's just really cool. And it, it kind of helps me feel like, you know, I live in Chile, I've lived in Chile for, you know, more than seven years now, but like, I don't forget where I came from, you know? So that's pretty cool. I, I, so even if you're not a cook, cause I was not for a very long time, but it sort of helps me get like, understand that food can have some emotional importance. So, and on that too, um, with cooking, you can cook that food to help celebrate your culture's holidays. Yes. So July 4th is coming up. Sure is. Revolution. Watch Hamilton. You guys, it's a good way to celebrate. And, you know, you can barbecue or if you celebrate holidays like Christmas or maybe Easter, you know, make mm-hmm. a ham or a turkey. Um, to turkey key. To turkey key. Or a tofurkey if you're a vegan. Yeah. And so it can feel nice to celebrate those holidays, even if it's weird for you that, you know, maybe like Christmas is when it's 100 degrees and sunny out. Yeah. Um, but, you know... Try to keep up with that and whatever feels comfortable with you, even like dressing up on Halloween or whatever you Yeah, I gotta dress up on Halloween every year. You have to. For me, like Halloween, I like I'm no that that's going down. Like it's happening. You have to, but it'll help you feel more connected to your culture, which can make you feel a little more at home. Yeah, and share your traditions with your Chilean friends. Like because the the things that they do here, even if you know, they have Christmas here, but the things they do for Christmas might be different where you come from. They definitely are from where I come from. So, like, just for my boyfriend's family, sometimes I'm like, let's do this because it's something that I did growing up and I get to, like, add that to their traditions and it makes me feel more at home. And, you know, if you don't have a family like that, you do it with your your friends. Um, in the aftertimes, you can actually get together with your friends and have a Thanksgiving. Last year, I had a get-together with several friends, like, you know, the limit of what the COVID thing could tolerate, right? Um, and we just got together and ate turkey, and it felt like it's different. It's not the same, but it is different in a good way. It's like a Friendsgiving, and you're all expats together. You're all gringos coming from different places. I had a friend who was German who came and brought, like, schnitzel or whatever. It was cool. So... It's, it's I, I totally agree with that. Food is important, man. Um, I also, when I feel very homesick or um, I need a little bit of, like, I guess a flashback or whatever, I watch, like, a movie from my childhood mm. that maybe I haven't seen in a very long time. There's so much of, like, your emotions that, like, you forget are so connected to that. Like, you'll hear, like, a a line from a movie and you're like, oh, my gosh, that brings me back to this, like, time when I was, like, sitting with my dad on the couch or, like, you know. So even if it's a silly movie and you watch it again and you're like, this is such a bad movie, (laughs) it's so corny, it can just bring you back to those moments and make you feel, you know, comforted. Or at least it does for me. What's your go-to movie? I don't think I have one go-to movie. I think I just like to watch other, like, different, I, different Disney movies for me. It's like, I'm, I'm always a Disney kid. I grew up in the Disney Renaissance. So, like, anything that I haven't seen in a long time that just, like, 
like recently I watched Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. If you know what that is, message me and you're my best friend because a lot of people don't know what that is. Do you know what that is? Mm-hmm. Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. Okay, yeah. It's a Disney movie with Angela Lansbury and it's amazing and corny and I watched it the other day and I was just like crying from all the nostalgia. And it's nice. I mean, we get too like serious sometimes as a society and it's nice to like feel like a child again. For sure. Um I have benefited from maintaining certain friendships back home. And one way that I've done that is carving out time to spend with that person virtually. And that could be anywhere from doing a yoga class together, like a mini workout uh, from YouTube, to both reading the same book and discussing it. But oh, that's a good idea. It's a really nice way to stay connected because a lot of times if you don't talk to somebody for like a week or two, a lot changes. And I think oh, that's yeah. okay because you want to catch up with that. But if you are working on something together, um, whether it's a goal or, like I said, reading a book or studying something or talking about, like, business or social events, it's a good way to maintain and strengthen the relationship outside of just catching up. Like, you're actually building and growing like you would if you were, you know, If you were there, doing things together. Exactly. Yeah. And hang their picture on your wall. It's nice to see, like, friends and family, like, being on your wall. Like yours right yeah, there. Yeah, mine over there. My best friend Melissa is up there. And Mary. Hey, Mary. Hi, Mary. Um, Mary's not up there yet, but she needs to give me a picture. I'll put her up there. And you, whoever you are. If you know what Bread Knobs and Broomsticks is, obviously you're now my new best friend, so you gotta you got to send me a picture, and I'm going to put it up on my wall. Yeah, actually, if anybody sends us pictures, we will frame them <laughs> and we'll put them up on our wall. I'm not even joking. Oh, yeah, we'll have a fan frame. Yeah. They will decorate a Christmas tree and put your pictures on the Christmas tree. There you go. There you R- go. Right now, like at Christmas in July. Because it's cold now. I thought about having a Christmas, Christmas in July. Christmas in July. Fucking quarantine. If we go into phase three, let's do a Christmas in July get together. And we'll put yeah. your faces on our wall in yeah. the tree. So your faces will be everywhere all over our apartment. Uh-huh. I, and we'll take pictures and tag you in them. So, uh, what's my la- what's Oh, uh, uh, okay. So this is more for the after times, but not really. Because I think it's really important to go to bilingual events. So in the after times or the before times, obviously, there are more events that you could physically go to. I usually plan events in the normal times for like bilingual trivia or bilingual comedy or things like that, which are really, really good ways to meet people. I mean, I know this from experience. I've met some really amazing. I mean, I met Alicia through like just like going to things trying new things and she came to events and that's how she met Diego is well we sort of all so yeah so we meet people all the time I met Diego through bilingual events I've met a lot of people that way and it's such a good way to to network I know that there's not as many opportunities right now but we are Alicia I and and uh Pinguino are going to do a trivia night virtually virtually yeah so there's gonna be a chat room too where you can chat with us you can chat with other people in the chat room see if you've got things in common do you like trivia do you not like trivia are you both acing all the questions about this or that like you know that could be a good way for you to like do something fun speak english with a lot of people talk to us like if you want to talk to us directly we'd love to hear from you you can get do that so 
Um, we are having some problems with the date for that. Yeah, I, we had announced that it was July 30th, but then I decided that it was my birthday. Well, I didn't decide that. It is my birthday, and I decided I'm going to celebrate it. So she originally was like, oh, let's do the trivia night on my birthday to celebrate my birthday. And we were like, yeah. And then she was like, wait, no, that's that's kind of lame. I want to do something fun. No, not that it was <laughs> lame, but I get anxiety during events, and I was like, that's not how I want to start off my new year. Yeah, your 31st year. My 31st year. Yeah, on the earth. Uh, yeah, no, so bilingual events, we're definitely going to keep you guys updated. We're seeing numbers fall. We, we really hope that we are going to come through this and at least have a few months of, uh, of after times to, like, enjoy right. for a bit. We're super happy that the numbers are down, like the COVID numbers are down. Let's keep it going, but also let's enjoy events. Uh, wear your girthy mask. Um, another thing that you can do is attend virtual workshops, classes, and events from your home state or region. Mm-hmm. So something that I really enjoyed is I found a yoga studio studio in Denver, Colorado that offers online events. And it's so cool because they will, you know, do these yoga classes, but it, they're in Denver and they sound like people from Colorado. Oh! And it makes me so happy because we'll be like, oh, I love your Birkenstocks. Where'd you get your Birkenstocks? You know what I mean? Like, everyone's wearing flannel. Feels like home. Yeah, no, I get it. No, I see some, I see stuff all the time. And it gets really weird because I watch a lot of murder documentaries and every time there's a murder, I'm like, oh, that one's in Arkansas. I'm like, wait, that's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I need to, maybe I need to visit. So I know we're all getting down. I know that we're all struggling, but we're in this together. And look, Alicia and Pinguino are always online, you know, hanging out, doing stuff. Um, we'd love to hear for you, from you. If you just want to chat us up, mm-hmm. if you want to send an email, if you want to share your experience living in Chile through this really complex time, like send us a share your story. We want to hear it. If you want, we can read it on the the podcast mm-hmm. because it might make a difference for somebody else listening. I mean, you know, we have we have a lot of listeners. Maybe your story is just the one somebody needs to hear. So yeah, yeah. Talk to us. Share, share your thoughts. You tell us jokes. Uh, I like, I like jokes. Make fun of our egg carton foam soundboard. Yeah. Um, thanks for that one, Pinguina. It was, it was great. It was great until the cast destroyed it. Oh no. This is a bad time to tell you. I'm sorry. Damn it, Tobias. Expensive, expensive materials. Uh, you can even send us hate mail. Like one of my favorite lines that we've ever received from somebody. It was an angry letter, but they told us to wake up and smell the Juan Valdez. Do you remember that? I don't remember somebody telling us to wake up and smell oh, the Juan Valdez. Yeah. Okay, we are definitely making that a shirt. That's what I was saying. Yeah, I think it's great. And he was like this angry guy, and we wrote him. But anyway, whatever. He I didn't. Like, I was like, I'm just gonna. I didn't even read the whole thing. I read the first line, and I was like, okay. I was cracking up. I was like, at least he's funny. Yeah, wake up and smell the wine. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> That's good. It is That's good. good. So yeah, you can insult us as long as you're funny. Yeah, and then we'll just uh, we'll just capitalize on it. Yeah, we'll just talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we'll, we'll just talk about it on the thing and capitalize on it. You can insult us as long as you're smart about it. Yeah. Also, we got called vapid once, and I was like, That's fair. weird. I was like, oh. fair. <laughs> <laughs> guys so much send us messages message us chili today podcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. chili today podcast that's at chili today podcast on instagram the news is chili today.cl 
keep your ears and eyes open for the trivia night. Yes. And we're gonna we're gonna talk to you soon. Yeah, stay safe out there, guys, and we are always here for you. Yeah, and when in doubt, gringo out. Ciao. Bye. The Chile Today podcast is produced by Diego Pinguino Rivera. It is written by Alicia Lubin and Bethany Francis in conjunction with ChileToday.cl. Hope you enjoy.